listen for God's word this morning. The readings are Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 21, Psalms chapter 104, verses 24 to 34 and 35b, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 3b to 13, John chapter 20, verses 19 to 23. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in their native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Reading comes from Psalm chapter 104. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide, creeping things, innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and the fiathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hands, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles? Who touches the mountains and they smoke? I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have been. May my meditation be pleasing to him. 
for I rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. The next reading is from 1 Corinthians. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, Let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another the discernment of spirits. To another various kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one Spirit." reading comes from John chapter 20. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me. So I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The title of this morning's sermon is God's Delight. During this time of self-isolation, you may have seen on the newscasts how wild creatures are beginning to show up in the hearts of our cities once more. Places where they haven't been seen in years. Dolphins have returned to the shores of Italy now that the cruise ships no longer ply the waters. Kangaroos have been spotted in the concrete jungle of the downtown of Adelaide in Australia. Coyotes in San Francisco, the list goes on and on. Even here in Ontario, there are reports of more wildlife evident in our larger cities. And many people have commented on the prevalence of bird songs that they never seemed to notice before. It has been an interesting study on the effect of human activity on the natural world and nature's ability to recover when given the chance to do so. I began thinking about all of these stories of wildlife during this past week as I was listening to a podcast that I often listen to on the texts for this Sunday. In discussing the reading from the Psalms, 
Professor Rolf Jacobson, the old professor of Old Testament from Luther Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota, noted that there is an error in the new revised Standard Version's translation of the psalm. Rather than verse 26 saying, there go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it, the Hebrew text actually says, there goes Leviathan that you formed that you might take joy in him. Time and again in my reading and preparation for this morning's message, I kept encountering this word, joy. That the creation is God's delight and that God created it for God's own enjoyment. As a whole, Psalm 104 is this great hymn of praise to God for God's work of creation, beginning with the heavens and the earth, the water and vegetation, the wild animals, the moon and the sun. And then we arrive at the section that was read for us just a moment ago by Andrea, which speaks of the sea and all its creatures. Throughout the whole psalm, there is this sense of awe for all that God has done in creation and how creation so marvelously supports life. And here in these verses that we read today, we are presented with the image of the sea, not as some murky and mysterious source of chaos inhabited by great monsters of the deep, but rather we are given the image of God's pond, where even the most terrifying creatures cause joy to chuckle with their antics. And integral to that act of creation is God's spirit. What an amazing thing for us to be reminded of in these days when everything seems to be so serious. That God, the God who creates us, the God who redeems us, and the God who empowers us through the Holy Spirit, that this God is a God of joy, and creation is God's delight. The psalmist praises the God who is the source of every good gift. He writes, Of all of creation looks to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. And when you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. Sometimes on Pentecost Sunday, it can seem to us that the Holy Spirit was God's unique gift to the Christian church. And yet we know that the Spirit is an integral part of the triune God and cannot be separated from God the Father and God the Son. Indeed, the Spirit is as old as time itself. The Genesis record of creation states that in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the earth while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. While a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Ruha, in Hebrew, breath, spirit, wind, life. 
God breathed his spirit across the waters of chaos and creation began. God breathed his spirit into Adam, the first human, and we were filled with the image of God and we had life. You give to them food in due season and they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. It was the spirit of God, Ruah, that descended upon Jesus at his baptism, affirming for him his calling and preparing Jesus to reveal God's will to us in his earthly ministry. It was the Spirit, Ruah, that drove Jesus out into the wilderness after his baptism to face the temptations of this world, to give us a glimpse of what new life in Christ might look like. And today, on this day of of Pentecost, it was God's Spirit, Ruah, who settled upon Jesus' disciples with tongues of fire and allowed them to proclaim God's word to the whole world, to all of those who were gathered in Jerusalem for the Feast of Weeks, 50 days after the celebration of the Passover. And on that day, In the midst of the assembled throngs, the disciples proclaimed the good news of Jesus Christ, and each was able to hear the message in his own language. In that moment, Babel's curse is removed, and the nations are restored, and all who are able to hear are invited to imagine the inbreaking of God's kingdom, as Peter draws on the image of the return of the exiles from the book of Joel a day in which the Spirit of God will be poured out upon all people when God's children, sons and daughters shall prophesy, when young men shall see visions and old men shall dream dreams. Life, new life in Christ, recreation, all the result of the Spirit. The celebration of Pentecost is a reminder to the church that we have a message to tell. That God will not leave us to languish in our sin, but that the God who creates us is also the God who recreates us all through the working of God's Spirit. That God's longing, that God's longing is for a created order that is as God declared it to be, a creation that is good. And not just the creation, but humanity too. This is an important reminder for us as we seek to make sense of a world turned upside down by this current disease. It is an important reminder for us as we seek to make sense of a world that has been set on fire by racism and people's demands for justice over this past week. Into our powerlessness, into our alienation, into our anger, into our longing for justice 
the psalmist speaks. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. Therefore, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live, and I will praise my God while I have being. Friends, do not despair. The Spirit of God breathes life into creation. Watch now for the coming of the kingdom of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.